people can take everything away from you, but they can never take away your truth. But the question is, can you handle mine? <sighs> Being a celebrity is exhausting sometimes. that I may be the voice of my generation. I say important you say too much boring Welcome to a brand new episode of We Might Be Overthinking This, but the podcast where we dissect this week's headlines and we are going to give you our in-depth and unsolicited opinions. I'm your host, Dara. And I'm your other host, Aaliyah. I see what you kind of did there. You kind of uh, switched up the uh-huh. intro. Well, I ad-libbed. I turned a misstep of a word into an ad-lib. Ah, look at that. She's thinking on her toes, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's get into it. Oh, my God. This sh- okay, am I talking about Rihanna now? Just to get yeah, it off she's my at the chest? top. at the top. Top of the hour. All right. I just want to announce here, it's not really a story. It's not really a take. It's more... It's just for the record. Yeah, it is. Because I've been burned before and I won't be burned again. Don't Rihanna's be. pregnant. Rihanna is pregnant. Period. Now this has not been confirmed. No. No one no, no one else is thinking this. Mm-mm. But you are always thinking ten steps ahead. There have been a lot of rumors swirling. Right. right and right, right. there have been a lot of things like someone commented like on a picture on her Instagram saying like, Oh my god, you look so beautiful. Are you pregnant? And then like one of her best friends liked the comment. But like Ooh, she also could have been doing that to fuck with her. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what one of Rihanna's friends yeah, would do. Me too, me too. Um but then she was in the Barbados getting like this award, like key to the like country award. And ASAP went with her and she looked kind of pregnant then and she looked kind of pregnant when she was out with him another time. And just when I saw Olivia Munn before her pregnancy news broke out with John Mulaney, I said to you, yep, she looks yep, pregnant, you did. but I didn't say anything because I really don't like commenting on women's appearance. Of course not. But I'm Goodness. sorry. I have to just like this one time just say it. So it's on the record. January 12th, Rihanna's pregnant. January 12th, uh, 641. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she has been known. Rihanna, like, first of all, like, this is not a comment on, like, her weight or anything. Right. She always looks beautiful. She has been known to have her weight fluctuate. Um, yeah. So that, yeah. That this During co- her Ocean 8, she was serving such yes. real thickness. Yes. I mean, she always, and not in like, a, oh, you put on some weight, but you're always still beautiful. No. no, Rihanna's always bad as fuck, no matter what her weight is. Literally. Like, But like, she can be like really thick or she gets a little like fashion model skinny sometimes. Yeah. But this isn't that. No, I think no, no. this I think is it, actually a baby. I think it makes sense of where she is in her life. Yeah, I think I mean, so too. I personally don't like love it for her i don't hate it for her Mm -hmm. but it's like why because of who the father is no 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 actually i'm like kind of fine with that yeah um they'd make a beautiful baby yeah they really were she's dating asap rocky just why um just i don't know i'm just always like down on people like getting pregnant oh my god uh but happy for she her. always said she wanted to have a baby oh she did she said that she came from a black woman her mm, daughter will come, come from, from a, a black, black woman, woman and be a black woman so she's i mean yes technically i mean who amongst us <laughs> i do maybe we do i don't know and you will have a black daughter that's yes. what she was ensuring right. so you know um i meant maybe me too maybe i would have a black daughter as in like maybe i'll have a kid <laughs> not, maybe they will not be black if you know what i mean just wanted to clarify that so i don't there's get no ands, ifs or buts about that yeah 
Um, okay. It's on the record. Mm-hmm. Duly noted. Yes. Now what else is going on? All right. Jennifer Huff is dropping her lawsuit against Nicki Minaj. So if you remember, we talked about this on the pod. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Sometime last at the end of a last couple months year. ago, we went yeah. into like a really in-depth story about Jennifer Huff, who it was raped by Kenneth mm-hmm. Petty, Nicki Minaj's husband, yeah. and the ongoing law- legal suits that she's been having with Nicki and Kenneth because of the ongoing harassment yeah. that they've been sending her way. Mm-hmm. Um, she spoke about it on the reel, um, and it was just reported that she's dropping her lawsuit against Nicki Minaj, but her lawsuit against Kenneth Petty is still standing. Yeah, and now Nicki is going after her for uh, legal damages legal, yeah what's it called? legal fees yeah she's trying to recoup her legal yeah, fees yes three hundred thousand dollars i think that the woman's dropping it um just because just because I, I feel like her lawyer probably told her like nikki's like too messy it's gonna look like you're just going after a celebrity let's just focus on him yeah. and like see if we can get you something yeah i think that it wasn't because it wasn't the truth. No, not at all. We I know think Nikki's crazy. Yeah, exactly. No, like, she was harassing her. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think maybe it would just be like a cleaner suit. Yeah. And they're probably, and also proving that stuff in a court of law hard. is really, really hard. Yeah. So maybe um, her lawyer was like, it'll just be better if we can just. Yeah. Put this on Kenneth mm-hmm. instead of also like adding Nikki to the suit. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't know. But. Nikki's not letting, uh, not backing down. Yeah. <sighs> per usual. She's like a dog with a chew toy in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Moving on. Oh my gosh. This is crazy. Okay. This is actually crazy. Wait, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? Bob? Uh, Pete Davidson? Okay. No, you're skipping something in the agenda, babes. <laughs> My bad. I'm um, like all over this agenda. You can edit this in post. Bob Saget died. Oh my God. Rest in peace. Bob Saget, a.k.a. Danny Turner. Da- Danny Tanner. Sorry, I shouldn't have to tell, even tell you that. From Full House. Iconic. One of the best family sitcoms ever. He's a classic American sitcom dad we love danny tanner i loved danny tanner i love bob saget yeah okay i watched full house so much growing up this is solely Aaliyah's opinion i don't like full house and i don't really like bob saget he gives me the creeps okay well all right yeah don't seek ill the dad what is wrong with you he does um he was found dead in his hotel room on sunday he was on his stand-up tour um it seems while they don't know exactly uh, how he died, they won't know that for like 10 to 12 weeks. Seems like he died. 10 to 12 weeks? Yeah, that's what they said. That's what it said. For an autopsy? I guess so. I don't know. They can't rush it for Bob. Mm, you better rush right. it for Bob. Um, he died in his sleep, and it seems like they, he didn't suffer. He probably just had a stroke or a heart attack oh in his sleep. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a pleasant way to go out, like in your sleep. <sighs> I don't but know. But like at 65? So young. He had just gotten over COVID. I wonder if that had anything to do I with know. it. I think they're, um, yeah, they're going to find out. Oh, my God. That is so scary. But he had just tweeted that he was so happy to be back on tour. Like, Oh, God. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like there's any foul play or anything. Like, yeah. no drugs or anything. But, yeah, like, Dara thinks he's a creep because <laughs> while he was d- 
most most famous for being Danny Tanner. His like actual comedy is like kind of dark and raunchy, and like yeah. like he was on um Entourage, <laughs> and he did play a creep on the Entourage. Yeah, he played himself. He played himself, but like yeah, like a heightened creepy version of himself. Um, and just like his second act like career was like yeah. a dark comedian. Like, yeah, it's like kind of funny just yeah. on its own like he was the antithesis to danny tanner exactly who was like lit- so clean cut squeaky mm-hmm. clean literally part of his personality Such that a he cornwall cleaned right and like that was his whole thing that he was like ocd about cleaning yeah um but everyone he seems like he was a really good genuine guy i haven't heard anything from mary Kay and ashley they have to say something. They have to. They owe us a statement. They do. They need to go to the funeral. Yeah. They really just yeah. try and distance themselves from the cast. But I, I know, know but that they still on. had a close yeah. John Stamos and Bob Saget seemed like they kept kind of regular contact yeah, with them. I, yeah. Um, but he seemed like he was a really good, nice guy from like John Stamos. Like you said, of course, came out and tweeted about it. His brother, he's called him. Oh. Um, John Mayer apparently was really good friends with him. Did yeah. not know that. He that. posted several posts dedicated to him. Wow. Yeah. He's, they seem to be, they were very close. And Creep squad. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. But he said that when he met John, he, or sorry, when he met Bob, um, he knew he was someone that he needed to keep in his life. Oh. And I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. And John Pete, sucks. Pete Davidson... I know all these guys have listening are like <laughs> kind of creepy guys. Like, but no, they suck. Um, yeah. Pete Davidson, who famously doesn't have social media, no. um, posted via one of his friends' social media uh, Instagram accounts. Oh my god, what was the point of um, that? Because he knew, wanted to speak out about Bob so much because he uh, thought he was such a good guy that he wanted to just say his his piece on him, and he was just like. He was a really good guy who, like, was a mentor to him and, like, really mm-hmm. helped him through some difficult times and, like, helped get him, like, actual medical, like, mental help when he was really suffering and yeah. was, like, uh, calling his mom and just making sure that he, Pete was okay when he wasn't. And he really appreciated that. And I love you, Bob. R.I.P. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Speaking of Pete Davidson. Um, he might be hosting the Oscars, and it's all thanks to Bob Saget. <laughs> I mean, that's possibly, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, people are saying that Oscar producers are reaching out to Pete's people and like asking him if he would be interested in it. I mean, I think, it's Pete Fever right now. Oh my God, I know. Do you think that we have reached our peak of Pete or no I think this is just the beginning yeah yeah this is just the beginning but like if it's like if good things come from it yeah like like what well like I did enjoy yeah like good movies yeah Yeah. Yeah, he's removing his tattoos he's yeah I can see him he's gonna be he's total um comedian does a like drama and everyone's like oh my god like they can totally they can really yeah he like he I did totally like a little bit of drama in King of Sad Island. Yeah, Sat Island. yeah, yeah. But that um, was a constant. No, it was, but like you know, I'm talking like actual like dark drama. Okay, like like I see like the next like three movies like one of them's gonna. I be, don't want to see Pete Davidson do a dark drama. It's gonna happen. No, it's gonna happen. He, I Pete Davidson is not that great of an actor yet. Like well, that's what they're gonna try to show. But like the thing. I I don't I disagree. Okay. Like he's 
only made like a couple of movies. They've all been comedies. And while he is funny, mm-hmm. like he needs a lot more work on his craft. Like he doesn't Maybe like he's command. Like, right like he's not a leading man yet. He's never he's not even a big character on SNL. No. The show that is his like reason why he's famous. His full time job. You know, the biggest role he's ever played was King of Staten Island, which he wrote for himself. And yeah. it was a good movie. Like the fact that yeah. he did. He, did he write it? I think I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Probably though. Yeah. We'll fact check that. But he was really good in that. Yeah. And it was a was. story, you know, loosely based on his life. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm pretty sure he did, right? Yeah. Um, and that was great. And if we get more things like that, mm-hmm. if more opportunities to create stuff like that comes his way, I think that would be awesome. But if we just get like, if it, if this is just the door that opens up the Pete Davidson like business, mm. I'm not going to be that excited about that. Cause then I'll just be like, Oh, like you were actually going to be someone who like gave us really cool content. And now you're yes. not. I mean, that is, I think a danger specifically with comedians. Like I think of like Amy Schumer, like yeah. I think people thought she was really going to bring cool stuff. And then now she's just doing like well, commercials. Tampax commercials. Tampax commercials. Yeah. Wait, no, it was like Tampax commercials and something else. Like Priceline or something? Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Because there's like so much quick, easy money in that. Well, her acting roles dried up. Yeah, I know. I mean, she was in that movie Humans. That sucked. Oh my God, that movie was so bad. It was, and well, that was like a drama, yeah. which goes to show you if he goes down that road, it probably yeah. won't be good. Um, but she just got way too big yeah. too fast. Yeah, she did. He should be careful about he I'm sure he's already trying to be very selective with and like, like his rules. Tiffany Haddish, who Tiffany, I think yes. still I think is still relevant in the conversation. She and I think is. she has a lot of roles ahead of her. Mm-hmm. I think her career is in much better shape than Amy Schumer's. And maybe the fact that these are female comedians that we're talking about yeah. maybe has something to do with Definitely. it. Definitely. Um, but you know, it happens with all comedians. I can't think of a male one right now, but they always burn bright and fast. I mean, we almost got rid of Kevin Hart. I was going to say, Kevin Hart. damn it. That man has nine lives. Yeah. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why Tiffany Haddish did kids say the darndest things. Oh God. Without awful hair. Was money tight? I don't think it has anything to do with money being tight. I think it's like her team comes to her like ABC wants to put you on prime time. Like you'll be in so many because like she's i know very black famous and i think she is mainstream famous too yeah but like that kind of like abc middle america exposure is like what they of course probably wanted from that but back to the oscars back to the oscars okay people are saying that Pete might possibly be hosting them right well how do you feel about that I think it goes along with the burning too bright and too fast mm. thing. And I think that the Oscars, it, hosting the Oscars is a thankless job. Yeah. It usually is met the next day with just a barrage of criticism. Yeah. yeah. It almost cost Anne Hathaway her career. Her life. She had to fight tooth and nail. <laughs> yeah. She had to like apologize basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm she sorry. I was did. really obnoxious for three hours and hosted the Oscars. That was like a really bad move of me. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you should really only do it if you're Chris Rock or Billy Crystal. Yeah. That's it's really gone it. well for them. For them. And that's really it. I think the trouble with like the Oscars and like obviously they're do- they're they're thinking about Pete Davidson. It's clear to appeal to like a younger audience. Yeah. The problem with like someone like Pete is while he does appeal to younger audiences like that 
old fuddy-duddy group that do- that probably is the biggest group that watches yeah. the Oscars, he could he could come off as uh he could what's a word like repel yeah, yeah. repel them yeah and they could end up alienated the alienating. viewers they already had yeah exactly right. so it's a fine line when when something when an institution like the Oscars wants to appeal to a younger demographic mm-hmm. to not ap- uh alienate their their base yeah which is old and like yeah well and i think the reason that they want him to host the oscars because that new year's eve hosting that he did with miley yeah. did really well oh did it yeah it got like 16.3 million viewers oh, which wow. appa- yeah is apparently good for new year's eve but like i think that they might be like mixing apples and oranges mm-hmm. a bit um just because like the kind like you have also, like a new year's eve like countdown on the background like everywhere like yeah. bars have yeah. it clubs have it Literally. everyone has it at their party like yeah. even if you're having a party you have the the, yeah. the ball dropping yeah down. if you put it on mute and then like you, just you know it. unless you're in like a satanic cult like you have the ball dropping yeah and then like you put it on mute and then like, the last five exactly minutes, you, turn it, you turn it the volume on. exactly also whereas like the oscars yeah. and like the same people who had the ball dropping on in the background for their parties yeah. if they are excited to see p davidson host the oscars they're gonna catch it online because mm-hmm. all they're gonna want to see is his viral funny yeah. stuff they're not gonna be like oh i need to watch three and a half hours of the oscars now i think the oscars are probably focusing on the wrong things i think yes you pe- worried about the wrong about things. the wrong things while people do uh criticize the host what people have mostly been getting upset about now or are the nominations and the winners and yeah. not picking the right movies yeah and 100%. not picking the right actors either to be nominated in general or that win you know well i would say that, that is probably their largest issue and that's certainly what we think their largest issue yeah. is but i do know that like middle america i.e white america does get mad like the next day like oh it was so boring yeah okay fair yeah I mean, ultimately, award shows are just like I know archaic. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, they canceled the Golden Globes this year, and you didn't even know about I it. I didn't know about it, but it, but when I found out about it, I thought this was the biggest news ever. Yeah, that's crazy. They canceled it in May, and no one noticed. And like, I had heard something about it, but like, just like you, I initially just assumed it was because of COVID. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, shit's getting real again. Yeah. Like they're canceling it. It wasn't until like. I actually clicked on an article. I was like, why did they cancel that? Yeah. That I, it was actually because of the, because of our work. Yeah. Well, yeah, we definitely brought you the story of the Hollywood foreign press Mm -hmm. and their shady dealings and their back alleyways. Actually, I think that was one of our, um, least listened to episode because people don't want the hard hitting news. Sorry. We're too intellectual for you. So we haven't quite reached the coastal elites yet. No, not yet. We really want to hear like long form journalism. Yeah. Sorry. This isn't the view. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're here to educate you. Yeah. You. Both the animals. Well, since I'm glad you told that. So I'll give a short, short recap. Okay. So the Hollywood Foreign Press is the organization that throws the Golden Globes. Yeah. They vote for the winners, the nominees, all that. They have been like funneling so much money from movie studios and like basically it's been pay for play for like so long. Mm -hmm. The LA Times did this like deep dive expose into it in February 2021 and it like basically brought everything to a halt. Uh, And NBC, because of what the LA Times brought to light, the NBC said we 
refuse to air the Golden Globes this year. Until they fix. Until they, yeah, until they rectify the issues. Yeah. And it wasn't just the fact that it was pay for play. Yeah. It was also the fact that there was a complete and total lack of diversity. Like, like literally. Literally. It's only 87 members. Well, it used to be. Now mm-hmm. they've increased their membership. But it was only 87 members. And they were all white. And if you, if you remember uh, what the, the qualifications to or the requirements to be a part of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association was that you had to be a foreign born, born journalist who, who, who lives now in, in L.A. In Southern California and has... Which yes. is like no, yeah. I know. I'm oh, like, like, yeah, that's yeah. like the craziest. Like, who lives thing. in Southern California? Yeah, and has written like a minimum of like five pieces for international um, outlets. Yeah, and those outlets can be like ridiculous. Like yeah. airplane magazines. Yes, it could be like Sun Dunes Weekly. Yeah, like, like these like aren't New York Bowl Times Cleaner Weekly. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> these aren't New York Times Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, uh, winning journal journalist. Any internet just, magazine. Yeah, yeah. People who get lots of kickbacks. Personally, lots of kickbacks. So they, yeah. So they, and they were all white. Yeah. Um. So they've raised the number, uh, minimum number of people that can be in the Hollywood Foreign Press. Yeah. Now there's six black uh journalists. And then gone so, from eight to five to six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, big changes happening there. Yeah. Um, and they've like reduced the amount of like gifts they can get. Yeah. Or be or re- yeah receive. Mm-hmm. From studios and like agencies yeah. and things like that. China. Yeah. Did, did they like make it so they can't receive any no. gifts? Or okay, they just like put a cap on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I was scrolling Instagram and just like, you know, Pop Craves tweeting about it because Pop Craves is really out here doing the good work. Um, and I was like, they, they like announced a winner and I was like, what? The Golden Globes are on? Like who's hosting? Like, yeah. And, and they didn't even like, they announced it all at the Beverly Hilton, but them like announcing the winners in this like little ballroom yeah. wasn't aired. So yeah. like when a winner was like announced, like the Golden Globes would go to their Twitter account and be like, so Will Smith Crazy. just won for King Richard. Yeah. Congrats, Will Smith. And they like put a picture on him. And that's how people were finding out throughout the night. That's who was, you know, obviously no one was monitoring that. You found out the next day. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't find out the night of. Yeah. Well, but not from the Golden Globes Twitter, from Pep Grave. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow Golden Globes Twitter. Maybe I should, but I don't. Yeah. So that's like kind of crazy. Yeah. So who won? Like, who are the standouts of Will Smith won? Well, for King Richard, for such a sad award show, it was actually a really historic night. MJ Rodriguez is the first trans woman and also Afro Latina to win a Golden Globe. I mean, but seriously, a trans woman won a Golden Globe. That's That's insane. Fucking amazing. And of course, it's the year. Well, people have been screaming from the rooftops for them to, you know, (laughs) nominate and, um, make one of the women from pose win yeah because they have done such a remarkable job on that show and of course it's the year that aren't televised i know can i say that because i'm so cynical i instantly noticed that and was like did they do that on purpose i would not put it past them because that way they get to like have this like historic like in terms of like now they can say they've given an award to a trans actress yeah but you know, she didn't get to go up on stage. She right. didn't get to have Red a, a huge moment. night. 
and like have yeah. all the pictures in every media outlet be her looking absolutely gorgeous yeah. and said she had to get on IG live and like it was still so amazing and like her yeah. acceptance speech was like incredible but for that to have been done on stage in front of all of yeah. Hollywood would have been Ugh. such a really great moment uh, you're kind of giving me like goosebumps i know because it's true yeah no you're 100% yeah right it's like that was robbed from her Ugh, that's really sad well hopefully it's not her this moment so much bigger than me this moment is for dorothy dandridge lena horn diane carroll it's for the women that stand beside me. Jada Pinkett, Angela Bassett, Vivica Fox, and it's for every nameless, faceless woman of color that now has a chance because this door tonight has been opened. But can we chance. talk about West Side Story? Because I thought that that movie oh was completely God, panned by I critics. Know. And they got two acting awards. Like, I'm not mad because one was that, uh, the girl from prom. Oh, is that the girl who plays uh, Maria? No, she plays the other one. Okay. She won for supporting actors. I, I don't, don't know anything. I don't know a West Side anything Story. And I'm not going to go Maria learn. Maria and what's the guy's name? No Maria. clue. No clue. Is it even Maria? To solve a problem like Maria? Like, no, I don't know. Musicals. Sorry to this man. I think that the woman who won Best Supporting Actress, who's from prom, uh-huh. played Anita. Anita, are yeah. you okay? I thought Anita was that. Um, uh, yes, we are go- both googling West Side Story but right the now. The actress's name is Ariana DeBoss. Okay, and she's yes, also gonna host it's SNL. Tony, this week. I didn't know that. Tony Maria, duh. Tony Maria, okay. Wait, who's gonna host? Um, Anita DeBoss, the woman who won for Best Supporting Actress, who's from Prom. Oh, because nice. she's like actually like a huge like. Sh- uh, she was in Hamilton. Okay. Um, she's been in a lot of other stuff. Okay. I do love what this is not doing for Ansel Elgort's career. Well, I think his career is dead in the water. Yeah. Yeah. If it, I thought, I actually thought um, this was going to, this was going to be one of the times people just like forget and like, we just let this white man like live. Mm-hmm. And I thought like the movie was like, it was going to be too big for people to ignore. Yeah. But it seems like it, like. We might be having a different conversation if the movie actually did well. Yeah. At the box office because it, bombs so hard i think yeah. that's like the final nail on his i mean coffin. i mean he wasn't that famous to begin no. with like but this is gonna be his breakout role you know like, hollywood will you know use their you. social capital to protect like juggernaut stars like yeah. ansel Elgort. like we'll catch you next time man like yeah. sorry bro yeah yeah i mean west side story didn't do well uh in the heights didn't do well i mean i'm oh what are you trying to say i mean is the movie musical having a oh finally over moment well i don't think it's over because i think the way musicals in terms of hollywood they have like the, these ebbs and flows yeah that's true um i would just like to th- they should probably just get another high school musical because that really <laughs> kick-started it 15 years ago oh my god it really did remember when zach and vanessa went to the oscars because high yeah. school musical was so huge yeah. and zach announced that musicals were back yeah and when he announced it so it so it was yeah <laughs> okay zach was oh high god. school musical before glee was high school musical 
same similar time. Yeah, I want to say it was before because like if it was before, then it really did just set off a domino effect, which is honestly um, terrifying. The first one came out in 2006. Yeah, that's before Glee. Glee premiered in, yeah, 2009. Wow. So, yeah, it definitely did. Look at God. And I was along the ride for both of those. Yeah, but you didn't watch Glee, like, more than two seasons. Mm, that's incorrect. How many seasons did you watch? I watched uh, basically through the end. You watched, like, the Gwyneth Paltrow years? <sighs> oh, Gwyneth Paltrow years are good. Oh, are they? Yeah, she came, like, in the prime. Oh, excuse Gwyneth me. Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's canon. She's canon. Oh, oh yeah. I wasn't yeah, aware. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. She's, in the She's actually good in it. I always thought it was so weird she was in Glee. <laughs> it was very weird that she was in Glee. Um, That's where she met her husband. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, sh- was she good? Uh, yes, she was. She was good. She has a fun. She was a fun character. Yeah, she was always showing her pens, right? Yeah, she was always showing she those Pilates yeah, legs. She was funny. She had a kind of. A, she was a little dark. Mm. A little bit of a dark sen- sense of humor. Does she on the show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She also helps. Um, she's a part of an iconic moment where uh, Santana and Brittany sing um, "Landslide." She helps Aww. spring. She helps Santana come out the closet. Aww, it's that's beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, it's actually a great scene. So yeah, there's something else I was gonna ask you about. about Glee. Oh, so do you know Nini as Cotras? I do, unfortunately. Is she good as it? No, she was obnoxious. Did she just act just like Nini? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And she's she came in in kind of the later years when it wasn't so canon and wasn't so like in its prime. Okay. Um she's famously only on for six episodes. Like Oh, okay. The way she tells it, I thought Yes, the way yeah. she tells it, she's a <laughs> her handprints are like in, you know, yeah, the she's in the lot. history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's in the history books so sitting next to Leah Michelle. Yeah. No, no. no. Oh my god. Yeah, cuz she comp she's in like the season right before um r.i.p um cory monteith yeah dies yeah that's why she can't come back actually. yeah because they said that the show had to change direction yeah but is it because like she was only like humor she just had nothing to do with his with story he- okay. and she was such a like 12th to 15th probably no i mean there's so many people in that uh cast probably like 30th on the call sheet like yeah she was only there to um like she was a sue's like antagonist Oh, funny, Sue. funny. Yeah. Um, but no, she was really annoying on the show. But yeah, anyway, oh my God, this is not a Glee podcast. <laughs> it could be. Could be. Um, I'm surprised none of those kids have done one of those, like, where you just watch, because those are so popular now, like, the cast of One Tree Hill is doing a podcast where they just rewatch episodes. I'm sure that some of the actors from Glee uh, have Glee podcasts. I would... That. Bet you a lot yeah. of money. I, I know I was listening to the One Tree Hill one and I kind of fell off. Yeah. I And that's why I asked you when you started listening to it. Like, are, oh, are they going li- to watch the whole season? Yeah. The whole <laughs> series? Series, series. Not every, all nine seasons. That is, they're not going to do that. I mean, they're probably getting a lot well, of Well, they're going to do it because they're getting paid. Yeah. It's not going to be... And that maybe different people... Well, I don't know. There are some I, One Tree Hill, like, diehard fans. Yeah. No, there absolutely are. But I knew when you were listening to it, it was going to be a fleeting affair. Okay. Listen. I bet you it'll uh, probably get popular in waves depending on where where they're at. Yeah. Like, I bet you, like, season three and four are going to be really popular. But the most interesting interesting thing that we want to hear is about Sophia and Chad and she's she not going to talk. She refuses to talk yeah. about it. And I get why. Yeah. 
But it's like the stuff that we want to know is like all this. Like maybe I wish that they had dated and that and gotten married. Yeah. And I think that you can, you know, you can talk about it. I imagine you can laugh a little bit more about a breakup more than you can a divorce. But like, I get like why it was like so traumatizing. Yeah. But like, yeah, I wish. And that's why kids just take your time. Don't rush into it because then we get deprived of really good stories. Yeah. Because you want to go off and get married for two seconds. I know. The interesting thing that they do talk about is the um, the show creator Mark Schwann who got canceled recently. Well, that yeah, and they, they do talk about that. that. They do, they yeah. do. They talk about what a creep he was, how he would pit them against each other, um, how he would keep photos of like their test uh, photos, like for outfits and stuff. Yeah. Where they would pose like in cost, like bikinis and underwear. Photos. He would keep those in his office. Yeah a freaking perv yeah gross um and how he was like just clearly trying to reenact his like failed high school experience ew yeah so he was like trying to take it out on like all the popular kids like he was like making himself a popular kid in the show like yeah and that. wanted to like rule the school yeah. but like and as like, an adult grown man yeah with like power over other kids yeah cool but wow we've really uh gone off topic well, Jamie Lynn Spears is going off topic. Oh, my gosh. And so maybe that's why we are. And we've yeah. got to get her back on track. Yeah, we do. Jamie Lynn Spears went on Good Morning America this morning. And I think that was just a horrible, horrible fucking idea. Whose idea do you think that I was? I mean, she already um, had a book. Well, so she has to publish her, yeah. you know, peddle her book. What's the book called? Well, originally the title was going to be called I Must Confess. Are you serious? Yeah, but the... Uh, people got wind of the title and she got like all this backlash and hate on the internet. So she changed the name to things I should have said, bitch, what she should have said and what she should have done is kept your mouth shut and let your sister tell her story and stop talking about her and keep her name out of your, your mouth. Seriously. I mean, it's just like, you're right. Like, I'm sorry, but your whole existence publicly at least is revolved around your sister. <laughs> Publicly, at least. At but like, least. I'm not even giving you just that. I'm not it even It could be sure. your personal <laughs> life as well. Your role as a mother and wife, it could be affecting yeah. that as well. <laughs> You're just Britney Spears' little sister. sister. That's it. The only one thing that you sort of have that's separate from her is the fact that you got pregnant at 16. And you know what, Jamie? Jamie Lynn, mm-hmm. I'll never forgive you for that because it, it ended Zoe 101. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck? Do I look good? We never today? found out if she picked Chase or what. We don't know. We don't know. So many unanswered questions. People's jobs. I know. Jamie, just because you couldn't use a rubber. All right, so she's uh, talking about it, and she went on, and I just feel like she really dug a bigger hole for herself. Yeah. Because she said, well, one of the craziest things that I thought that she said was, I have never had any control over the conservatorship, but if I did, I didn't know, and it was a misunderstanding. Yeah. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? You either did or you didn't. And she does point out and like when she first came on and she was telling her story, I honestly felt bad for her. I instantly was like, okay, maybe like her parents like divide and conquered the siblings to like Mm -hmm. gain more control. Like 
we already know Brittany has toxic parents. Yeah. So like, I was like, you know, maybe like her role in all this has been like Passing. shown to yeah. Brittany in a completely different light yeah, yeah. to alienate the sisters. Yeah. But no, no, no. That, that idea like quickly went away Yeah. because one of the things she says is that I, I have always tried to help my sister get out of the conservatorship. Yeah. But I can't make her walk through the door. I did not like that. What? Brittany's literally screaming that she's in shackles and can't get out of this. But you are saying you held out some metaphorical door that she just chose not to walk through. Right. What are you talking about? She also like never gave specifics. She's talked about, she goes, I tried repeatedly, but like, I can't keep like basically saying like she exhausted herself trying. Yeah. First of all, your sister was, I got you. Thank you. you. Ever Thank, that's what I'm like, saying. I'm like, what? you tried and you tried. Bitch, your sister's <laughs> in prison. Get, get her out. What kind of sister are you? Literally. Where you're literally like, girl, I know it sucks, right? But I tried. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Just, like, can you make the best of it? Because now you're making me feel bad. Like, right. no. You should have gone to the press. You should have been yes. on Good Morning America then. Yes. Being like, my parents have my sister trapped. I'm sorry. When there are journalists who don't even know uh, Brittany sneaking into hotels, giving her a burner phone in a bathroom stall, and you're telling me you tried your hardest? Yeah. No. No, you exactly. didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah. And she even goes like, well, I was 17 when the conservator started. Okay. Like, pregnant. And I'm like, okay. And that's why I'll I thought. Give I that. like, that's I'll give you true. that. I'll give you that. Yeah. That, she had me. Because I was like, okay, she's 17. Like, she, I believe at 17, she had zero involvement. But it's been 13 years. Exactly. And you're 30 year olds. 30 years old now yes. and you're a mother of two right you and you have access to a lot of money mm-hmm. and to a lot of media outlets that other people who need help for their family members could only dream to get yeah and you're telling me you did everything no 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 do me a favor and don't do me any more favors because right. you're like clearly not up to it her legal team previous legal team and that did not end well in my favor so I did take the steps to help, but how many times can I take the steps without, um, you know, she has to walk through the door. Yeah. And then she wants to talk about like, first of all, I couldn't believe they actually touched on that, like such cringe uh, performance at the Radio Disney Awards. No, I'm glad they did. And she acknowledges, well me and Brittany have talked about it and like should we've come like what did she say like we've come to an understanding or something well she okay so Jamie like performed like this two weird, or three years ago um, at um, some um, like homage, homage yeah was it like a Disney radio it thing? was a radio Disney okay thing, yeah. and they were like giving like Brittany some kind of like award though yeah. that night and Jamie thought it would be a good idea Ugh. to bring her tired, clunky ass <laughs> on that stage and perform all of Britney's hits and remixes. So weird. So fucking weird. And, it was bad. and not only everyone talks about that performance, but there are tons of other videos where Britney or Jamie, excuse me, Jamie Lynn yeah. goes around to what look like state fairs and she sings her sister's songs. Oh, yeah. All oh this during God. the conservatorship. Right weird and like while you might say oh singing her sister's song 
is nice. Not when she's in a conservatorship that Jamie Lynn is getting money funneled to herself yeah, from yeah. by keeping her sister in prison. She's taking more of her sister. She's just a leech sucking yeah. her sister's identity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go get your own God. life. Yeah. It's like, so under that context, it's completely creepy yeah. and like very like black mirror that yeah. she like goes off and does very. this why Britney's like trapped in the basement. Yeah. And Brittany has talked about how she said, I didn't want my sister up there singing those songs. Yeah. When she goes to accept that award that a night, that night she hugs like one of the other random presenters and skips the hug of her sister. Oh, and it's like Jamie finally gets her grip. I think it's like gives her like a, like Brittany can't get away from her fast enough. Yeah. And then Jamie wants to talk about on good morning America, how she like doesn't understand why there's a rift between them. And she says she doesn't understand why she feels weird about that night. She said, she's like, I still don't get why she's mad about that then you don't get anything. Yeah. yeah. And not once during that entire interview did she say, I should have done more. Yeah. I am so Regretful. disgusted with myself. You know, I think of all the things. No, no. It was all placing blame on Brittany didn't walk through the door. I tried my best. No. We all know that all your houses are under the Britney Spears conservatorship. Yeah. Which means you were living and eating off that conservatorship. I also don't like how they started the interview with being like, oh, Jamie Lynn, in your book, you talk about witnessing um, Britney's behavior in these past uh, several years. And you describe it as erratic and dysfunctional. It's like that's and she's just like kind of nodding her head. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, she's like, well, that was my experience. It's like so. You're like in one moment, you're pushing forward this narrative that she's unwell. Yeah. But then you want to say you've always had her back and you love her dearly and unconditionally and you've tried to get her out of this. And, but then on, in the next breath, I don't understand why she felt, feels weird about this. Mm-hmm. It's just none yeah. of it makes sense. And you're clearly just like, you need to sell a book and you can only do it when it's in conversation with Brittany. Exactly. And if you really don't get why yeah. that radio Disney night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the night that you completely incinerated your yeah. relationship with your yeah. sister then you don't fucking understand a single solitary thing i know it's like why can't i know what i was thinking of that that one um tabloid uh, it's like from years ago i think it might have been before the conservatorship uh but like Brittany and jamie are like leaving a coffee shop probably starbucks yes yeah and the paparazzi are just like I love hound, that moment hounding them. And there's this random woman, a Karen, uh, screams at Brittany, uh, you're ruining the neighborhood. You're ruining the neighborhood. And Jamie Lynn turns to her and screams, then move, move the, the fuck out. That's the Jamie Lynn we need. Yeah. That's the sister you need. Mm-hmm. Not this one peddling some I know. pathetic picture book. Yeah. And I would circle back to my original theory that they do have toxic parents. Yes. And that. Of course. And I will say that it probably is their parents' fault that their relationship is like that. Yes. Because it's their parents' fault that this conservator existed in the first place. Yeah. And that is a tragedy because, you know, parents are responsible for the closeness of their, of the siblings. Agreed. So, but Jamie Lynn, that I will let you off the hook. In for 17 through the years, maybe 23. Yeah. You are not the average 20 year old 
you know, you ha- you are on television, you're on mm-hmm. movies. Like, let's take some responsibility for ourselves. Yeah. When you realize what was really, truly going down, yeah. if you couldn't pull yourself out of that situation enough to fight for your sister, nah, bro. Then, nah. Yeah. That is fucking nah. And, like, yeah, I'll acknowledge that their dad is clearly crazy and controlling. Exactly. Like, and I would say he did pit them against the, yeah, each other. And even to an extent of, like, him being her being fearful of him but again if i just think what your sister was going through was just so so terrible she's basically in prison yeah that like at some point you need to stand up to your father yeah and be like oh we're getting the hell out of here yeah yeah so she has none of my sympathy zero definitely won't be reading that book no but i am gonna watch um Pop culture. What is that TikTok that does like I was the, just going to say. Celebrity, mem- celebrity, celebrity Memoir Book Club. They're yes. going to read it so we don't have to. Exactly. So, wow. We just plugged them. You're welcome. Yeah, celebrity you're welcome. Book Memoir Podcast. Can you return the favor, please? Please. I'm moving on. Are we done? Moving on? Moving Are we on? done? Moving was I alive? <laughs> moving on. I think we're done. Moving on. I think we're done. Thanks for listening to another episode of We Might Be Overthinking This, but I'm your host, Aaliyah. And I'm your other host, Dara. Rate, Rate review, subscribe. subscribe, and tell all your friends. And follow us on TikTok. We'll make more TikToks. I'm all about like kind of grassroots. Mm-hmm. Like tell your friends. That's how we build on this. It's We're like, the Bernie Sanders of podcasts. Yeah, we, oh my God, we are. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. That's how we're going to grow people, okay? Um, maybe we need to think of um, a name for our fans. Ooh. Well, the well, Weebots? Weebots. Um, there's lots of names. Yeah, we'll there think, are. There's we'll think of lots of stand names. Yeah, but you write that one down. Okay. okay so just don't Weebots, where are you at? No, don't start using it yet. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah.